You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back, folks. Mountain West Wire podcast officially week one the college football season we already have three games in the books but we have a full slate this weekend as always you know who's here i'm jeremy moss matt kennerly out there in california you ready you finally ready for a full weekend of 12 games let's do this it's a lot it's um i'll watch more than 12 well we'll see but i'm excited there's a lot of good games this weekend well maybe we'll pump the brakes on that but half the slate is pretty good well even some of the fcs games have a little bit of intrigue we'll get to all of them rest assured but you know, there's something I think to look forward to for every fan base this weekend. It's week one. You have to for well, yeah. Every people already played, but yes, this is the season is here. We don't have just a couple games throughout the weekend. We have Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, Labor Day weekend, the long weekend of games. You got Monday night football. You got Alabama, Florida State for some non-conference action. If you're not when you're not watching, say Nevada, Northwestern, or we got Hawaii late night playing Western yes. Carolina, midnight Eastern on the app. You can view it on the mainland, folks. Yes. Finally. So before we get going, we have some okay. breaking news here. We're going to discuss um, eSports. e-sports. <laughs> Just real quick, Boise State has now joined a list of major universities to approve a varsity eSports program. So... For those who don't know, which I don't really know, I know a little bit about it. Here's, do you want to guess? I bet you can name this offhand. Do you know the five games are going to uh, offer I, as part I of? I saw the headline a, a few minutes ago. The ones are, or five games. The I ones I remember off the top of my head are League of Legends, which I know nothing about. Yes. Um, Rocket Same. League, which is easy to yeah. learn, difficult to master, and super fun. Um, <laughs> Exactly, that's a great way Overwatch, to describe it. Which I am totally all about, and then I forget the other two. Hearthstone, okay. or Hearthstone? Overrated, but that's sure. And Heroes, Heroes which of I the know Storm. Nothing about. I know Rocket League. Cause I got it recently. I've I'm attempting Overwatch. Still much a novice, so don't try to find me to play me online. But I'm getting there. But. There you go. Why not? If you can get money to go to school to play video games, why not? Right? And one thing I did notice a fun, oh, not fun tweet, but an interesting tweet. Some college, I think he's like Eastern Iowa, basically calling people a bunch of wussies because there's esports is now. He he made it, he doesn't know what he's talking about because he says they dropped wrestling for, for esports. Var, well, technically you have that varsity code name with it. It's not really a title nine sport or a varsity sport as in adding like Boise State's probably probably going to add baseball it's not like that it's just a scholarship it is a sport but activity similar to I would assume if you're like on a choir or drama like you you're part of the play, team that perform the group that performs plays or you or the marching band or something like that that's more attuned to what esports is compared to a 
Yeah, ath- I mean, more athletic sports. I was a little bit lukewarm at first when it was starting to emerge, but I've kind of come around on it a little bit. Like when we were in Vegas last month for um, for our USA Today conference, getting this set set up. You know, the the very next day was a three day fighting tournament that's been around for well over a decade. And, you know, that's just one kind of arena. You have all these different kinds of games now, which, you know, is a sport in the sense that they require a different kind of skill set. It's, you know, I consider it a little more like chess or, you know, something that's a little more mentally driven or reaction driven than a lot of other games. So it's not a sport in the traditional sense where it relies a lot of physicality. So like golf, you're telling me this is like golf. It's better than golf. It's way better than golf. Let's not, <laughs> let's not go there. Well, you said act limited, like the activity part. I'm like, yeah, golf's sort of a sport. You're outside. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting news. It's um, so maybe we'll have the we'll have the esports beat eventually. Yeah. If, if you know what, if you were a Boise State fan, or if you are a Boise State person who happens to be a part of their esports team eventually definitely contact us at mwc wire on twitter definitely yeah, give us a shout out man we'll chat chat you up and one thing that would note which is pretty cool on this it's more it's a well NC, like it says here in the espn article the ncaa does not have oversight um and however the like organizations are exploring how competitive gaming impacts ncaa which means because people who play video games like my little kid he He's too little to do this, but he'll watch YouTube. He'll watch if people know who Dan TDM is. He watches all those videos all the time. People playing games and people have Twitch accounts. You can get money. You can do this. Is still in play if you're a esports uh, at well what attendee? What do you want to call it? Gamer? I don't know. But you can still make money doing this. So it's more like if you're a like what who was it? Jeremy Bloom did for the Buffalo. So you got money for skiing on the Olympics, but yeah, played college exactly. football for Colorado. You could still make money, which is uh, what you want to see, right? Exactly. Should we get to the football game, I guess, here? Football games, plural. All right, the first game of the weekend. We have Friday night matchups. You will need a particular uh, television package for both of these games. One's harder to find than the other. You will need Pac-12 Network for this first game. Rocky Mountain... Is it the Rocky Mountain Showdown or is it the Rocky Mountain Rivalry? It's the Rocky Mountain Showdown. They got a hashtag and everything. Okay, I'm making sure because I know the Red River Shootout had some changes in the mix. Oh, yeah. Because of shootout. Come on, whatever. Okay, this game. This game is huge. Colorado State could be 2-0 by the time the first Saturdays even started for college football, the first full slate. This game is, of course, the odds aren't listed on the page I'm looking at. Thank you, ESPN. But this game is at it's played at um, what's Denver Stadium called now? Is it still Mile High Invesco Field, Dick Sporting Field? I don't do they know. still call it Sports Authority Field, or do they change it because they went bankrupt or something? I forget. <laughs> they're playing in Denver. They're playing at the home of the Broncos. So let's yeah. just call it Mile High because that's what everybody calls it forever. It's just like um, the Pit. Nobody's gonna call it Dream Style Home Arena, except for the one time you mentioned Dream Style Home Arena. So this matchup is huge for Colorado State, and if you go last week. You watch the Rams play. They played pretty good. There's a lot of things to like about them. There's a lot of things not to like about them. But before we get to the game, it is a 6 p.m. local time on Pac-12 Network, which means, Matt, you don't have the Pac-12 Network on I Hulu TV. I will have to figure out some other way to get the game, yeah. You want to know a great What's way that? to get the game? 
Sling TV, ah, buddy. Yeah. Partly because they have a uh, free trial. Normally, they always have a seven-day free trial. But I guess now through, depending on how long you keep it, Pac-12 is usually the sports mm. pack for 10 bucks a month. That's free as well. And if you guys want to help us out, go to our show notes after the page. We don't have a fancy code because we're not fancy enough to do this. But if you check the podcast feed, if you want to, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to click on our link, get a free trial for Sling TV, keep it at least a week, maybe longer through the first month, just because we have a lot of Mountain West games on there. Sign up there, help us out, if you would please, and you can watch this game and other Pac-12 Network games. So that's our shameless plug, but if you want to watch you got Sling TV is a very good option. I'd recommend that. I hear DirecTV is getting closer, but don't count on it for Friday, but that's your option. Why? First off, why is this game on Pac-12 Network? That is an excellent question. I don't know because here's it's was it first pick. I should look at their other schedule for the week. But if you think about the matchup itself, it's Friday night, which not many, no, few games are on Friday night. Colorado's coming off a Pac-12 championship game appearance. Rams preseason hype. People should know that they are supposed to be at least a top forty team at worst. The end of the season, great, excluding that ice rink of an Idaho Bowl game. But they thought two years ago, because they rotate TV rights, wasn't it Fox Sports 1 when they had Rams had that comeback and ended up being victorious a couple years ago? I have no clue. Because I remember Gus Johnson was on the call, but it just seems odd that it's uh, on stupid Pac-12 Network. Oh, well. Watch it if you can, but... I'm I'm, start, I'm still stalling. I'm looking up the line for this game, which I'm still being unsuccessful. Well, I can tell at, you what it is right now. It is. Well, go for it. I'm terrible at this. You're making me search for it and talk. Come on. <laughs> it is Colorado minus four and a half. What do you think about that line? You do. I mean, I think it sounds about right. Because when you when you kind of when you look at these two teams, I think that there's a potential that they could be very similar when all is said and done in 2017. Because obviously we saw last Saturday the kind of offense that the Rams can field. Like you know when they get going, they're going to be very difficult to stop. But on the flip side, you know if you look at all the talent that Colorado the Buffaloes have coming back, you know they. You know, yes, they lose Sefo Liufau, which probably hurts, but they've got a guy coming back in Steven Montez who, you know, started a handful of games last year anyway and held his own and did, you know, pretty all right. And he's got, like, veteran receivers that he can throw to, guys who are very highly regarded, like Shea Fields, Bryce Bobo. You know, you have that kind of skill position talent around you and a stable quarterback situation they probably have a few more questions on the defensive side of the ball, but I think that there's the potential for this game to be a real back-and-forth affair at first glance. Yeah, because they lose nine defensive starters. I chatted with uh, the guys over at uh, Rivals, uh, the Colorado site over there is a CU Sports Nation. The other day, a little Q&A it's on their site, so check it out, please, because they go into a lot of good detail. They Well, they do lose nine starters. They are excited about who's coming back because – while it's a lot of starters gone, a lot of these guys stepping in have experience from last year. Like they have guys like Rick Gamboa and then like Derek McCartney, linebackers who are the players on this team, or best players, I should say. And here's what he mentioned: like the biggest matchup is because we saw last week. We both mentioned this: the Rams' secondary was getting beat over the top 
but um, Luke Fal- Fal- wasn't very accurate getting that deep ball for most of the you were time. You talking uh, Jake Luton, right? Oh, sorry, Jake. Who did I say? Luke Falk, who Luke- was very accurate, by the way. Oh, sorry, wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's we'll talk about that later. My mistake. Yeah, the Oregon State quarterback was overthrowing, so the Rams secondary decided to let that get beat over the top after about the first half, first quarter plus. Then allow all these six, seven, eight yard plays, which, as we alluded to, allowed the uh, Beavers to go what ten of sixteen on third down for part of it. These receivers are much better than what Oregon State's throwing out oh, there, yeah. so that's going to be a really, really big challenge. And I maybe it was first game jitters or something, or maybe they, Marty English figured something out in the second uh, week of practice, getting ready for full practice for this game. That's something on a, on a watch for. And also, he mentions. Um, Going up against um, who is it here? Um, Isaiah Oliver versus Michael Gallup. That's going to be a huge matchup as well. Yeah, and I mean, you know, to kind of extend your original point, you know, not only do they have a lot of talent at wide receiver, they've got a pretty good running back of their own as well in Philip Lindsay. And you know, obviously, he's a very different kind of runner than you know what we saw last week in Ryan Nall. You know, Nall's kind of a big bruiser, and you know, Lindsay's listed I think at like five eight and one ninety. But that didn't stop him from running for almost 1,300 yards last year and scoring 16 touchdowns. So, you know, the Rams are going to have to figure out how to slow him down because for a while in that game last week, it looked like they might have been in a little bit of trouble, you know, not only being beat over the top, but having trouble stopping Nall on the ground. And, you know, if they run into a similar kind of problem this week, you know, I expect that the offense will be able to better match points than Oregon State. Sure, but also Nall only had that one run, 75 yarder. After that, he was shut down completely. That's true. But you still don't want to give up the, the big run. Really quick on the TV front, here's the other option that Pac-12 had. Number eight, Washington at Rutgers. So that took the FS1 game, apparently. Yeah, I can't blame him for taking this game. But that'll be like seventy to zero again. Whatever, add what Michigan, Ohio State, whatever did to Rutgers last mm-hmm. year, and that's that's the matchup. But this game, like, I want to see if Nick Stevens has it still because I did the quarterback rankings this week. I'm going to do it every week during the season. Probably post it every Tuesday or so. Part of the reason I moved Nick Stevens to number one over he was third last week over Brett Rippon and Josh Allen was because well he had a game and he played pretty well. He had one interception. He took a huge hit. Got up. Played well after a sort of a shaky first quarter, but I want to see what he can do because I don't. Because here's a big thing: remember last year he was just awful, and I want to see him come out just on fire. I guarantee. Well, I won't guarantee, but I'm wondering what they'll want to do on offensively for the Rams because, well, we know how he went last year. What did he get? Like four of twenty or something? Something terrible. For like 31 yards last year, just historically bad. Are they going to allow him just to start throwing the ball right away to get over that? Or are they going to use their amazing offensive line and push around the Buffalo's defensive front and bring in Bo- bring in Body, bring in Izzy Matthews, Dalen Dawkins, Marvin Kinsey to just wear down the Buffalo's front seven and then start passing? I'm curious to how they'll start this game because Stevens, there's got to be some thinking going on about how he doesn't want to repeat, repeat last year one bit. I mean, I think if it were me... I would try to do the same thing I did last week and lead with the run game because, you know, for as much talent as Colorado has coming back on the offensive side of the ball, you know, aside from Oliver, who's very good at cornerback, the only returners I believe they have in their starting lineup, or at least as far as the top of their depth chart, 
are the two guys at safety, you know, Afalabi, Laguda, and Ryan Muller. You know, the front seven is full of new guys who are going to have to step in and contribute and try to figure out how to slow this running game down. And, you know, if they can be as effective as they were as a team last week, they don't need one guy to get 100 yards when they have four guys who can get, you know, 200 or, you know, 220 and make Stevens that much more dangerous on, you know, not so obvious passing situations. I got some breaking news here. You want to hear some breaking okay. news? I would love some breaking news. So you know how it's it's not esports news. Okay, folks, so don't worry about that again. Uh, you know how this rivalry, the Rocky Mountain Showdowns, in question for future series, uh, I think in a couple years down the road, it potentially could stop? I have noted that, yes. So Colorado State has sent a contract p- proposal for future Rocky Mountain Showdown games to CU. You know what the holdup is? Uh, I do not. Buffaloes have yet to sign it. Oh, come on. So the contracts in a CU's court, I'm wondering because they want to – I think part of it is the home game thing because, yeah, you're in the Pac-12, whatever. You, there's, I think they're the only – I'd have to look it up, but I think off the top of my head, this is the only, like, Power 5, non-Power 5 ri- annual rivalry game. I would be hard-pressed to find another one out there, especially top of my head. And, and it's a neutral site. It's not a home and home and everything or anything. But here's what's set up right now. CU, CSU will play Friday night in Denver, obviously. Meet again 2018-2019 in Denver. Um, and then they're going to host. There's some, some deal with that. So Rams are hosting 2020. And then the potential for a return to the annual Rocky Mountain Showdown is slim. So it says both officials um, confirmed a long-term deal between the schools, like the 10-year contract extension back in 2009. It's unlike, however, it's unlikely due to changing philosophies and scheduling because Buffs want six home games. Which makes sense. Everybody wants six home games, but they don't want to do risk give up a home game for this one on the years. That's it. Possibility. That's lame. And I remember a couple years ago there was a big beef, so they both played. So they like, screw it. We're having it on campus. So there's a two years in a row where it was at Fort Collins and then Boulder. Huh. So that's um, a possibility. I won't get into. I maybe I'll put this in our daily hike or newsletter but that's just some little news and notes there that this game could be off the books in a couple years which is unfortunate and all all i gotta say to that is that buffaloes schedule properly and you can have as many home games as you'd like there you go all right so back to the game what is your expectation for the rams maybe getting a victory in this one i mean the the spread is pretty close but i like their chances to more or less do what they did last week you know it was it was a little shaky at first, but you know they were able to put it together in the second half and really kind of take it to Oregon State, both on the ground and through the air. You know, and I don't think that Colorado has a guy, you know, who can cover Michael Gallup like Oregon State has a guy or didn't have a guy rather. You know, I think one thing to watch for is the fact that Ben Knox, who got hurt in the middle of last week's game, uh, last I heard, was doubtful to be you know, to play in this game. So while you would expect, you know, someone like Colby Meeks or Trey Moxley to kind of rotate into his spot or, you know, to move Goldidge from left to right tackle and move Moxley to left or something like that, you know, if they have another injury, that could make them a little more susceptible, you know, that could slow down the offense a little more than Rams fans would like. But, you know, assuming they stay healthy, I kind of expect them to assert their will at some point in this game. So while they'll probably give up a few points, 
I'm kind of thinking Colorado State can win this one pretty comfortably, like 40 to 28 or something like that. Whew. You know the, the Rams have not played too well in the series of late. I think they have, what, two wins in like seven years, a couple close games. But I just think, like, the, I know Oregon State's not great. Clearly, they're probably going to win four or five games this year. And with the Buffaloes, they lose a lot of defense. And last year was their first good year in a long time. So, like, well, can they sustain that? That's an issue I want to know as well because, like you said, if you look at who they lost, they lose nine defensive starters. And they have a pretty good running back, kind of a new quarterback. Whereas the Rams, like, they have all that continuity. And they are bring everybody back. But one other question I want to ask you about this. I asked a guy from Rivals, and he thinks uh, it's sort of an advantage. I could see it cutting both ways. Rams played a game, so they have that game under the belt. But yet the Buffaloes were able to watch the Rams play, and the Rams weren't playing some FCS opponent where they could just be vanilla and just do their thing. What do you think the more what who is more advantageous, as in playing a game or being able to actually watch live game film that's meaningful? I think that you know being able to actually play a game and escape relatively unscathed. You know, aside from Knox, you know, I think you know Dawkins and Izzy Matthews are both dinged up a little bit. But, you know, both of them, I believe, are expected to play this Saturday or this Friday, rather. So, you know, while, yeah, yeah you would get some benefit out of seeing what Colorado State can do on film. You know, I think if if I were if I had a chance to be either team, I'd rather be the Rams and, you know, have shown people that, yes, this is what we can do on both sides of the ball. That makes sense. And then uh, McIntyre, head coach for Buff, said had he known Rams are moving that game. They would have tried to get a week one or week zero opponent as well, but can't just up and move the game. Rams are able to because they have the uh, they play Hawaii and then also they're being nice mm-hmm. to give them a bye week. So you say. So you say. Do you have this written down? Forty one twenty eight. Forty to twenty eight. Yeah. Forty. That's a lot of points. You think that can happen? I think so. I'm going Rams victory as well, and I think it'll be. It's going to be a lot of points as well because I, I think they'll have to – Rams are going to have to outscore people until the defense gets going. But I'm going to go out on the limb and say I guess we'll give a score because it's kind of weird – not weird, but just what we do, I guess, here. I'll say a little bit closer, 35-31. All right. And for those who are wondering, we're 2-1 and one in our picks. You can take that to Vegas. Exactly. I I guess I should – are you writing the scores down on these or, or should I write the score? I am. You are? You have my score as well? I do. Okay, can you send it to me afterwards? Because I'm having trouble typing. I have my winner's pick, but not the thing yet. So. Yeah, it's all good. Look for that later. Well, also, our staff picks. If you're a Patreon subscriber, our staff picks are on there early. So check those out when we fill them out, fill them out throughout the week because I have my picks up and so do some others. 